this Thanksgiving Day NFL PropCast edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, November the 21st, just two short days away from Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. And Thanksgiving Day usually means we get uh, not only our bellies full, but we also got football all day long at the uh, professional level. Three games for us to pick from this uh, Thursday uh, on the schedule, usually we're breaking down one game at a time, but hey, we got three pretty solid games uh, on the schedule for the uh, Turkey Day NFL schedule. But joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the king of the motorsports world, fresh off of uh, the F1 in Vegas. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, that Vegas race was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. There's a lot of action, even though the same guy won as they always do. There was still action up and down. Uh, I know that the my friends in Las Vegas will be happy to see that race go by the wayside. But today, I'm heartbroken. If As if there was a reason why I hated the, the Eagles already. A.J. Brown, I mean, great player, great guy probably. But dude, one point, one fan, I missed the Scott Fishbowl playoffs this season for the first time, I think in three years. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because AJ Brown and Gabe Davis. And I didn't start Tommy DeVito. I mean, there's a series of errors there, but I'm pretty pissed. I would have made it if I, if AJ Brown would have just had a pulse last night. Yeah, it was uh, the Devonte Smith show last night uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And actually uh, he's done in his career pretty well against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know what, what's up with that, but um Yeah. Uh, pretty good game on Monday night, and uh, yeah, looks like we'll try to continue our domination on the player props. But also joining us, I got my guy here with me, also from the NBA PropCast, one of the hardest working men in the sports betting industry. It's Crispy Cap. And Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, you know? What's up, Rod? Uh, we, like you said, you know, we got we got three games to actually kind of look at for uh, for this. And uh, I know we always we, we talk about you know, not getting good games. And then last week we were supposed to get a good game and it turned into a bad game because of some injuries. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we're bound to have at least one good game this week, right? Like, like, are, are we like, like bound to at least have one, like 33% of the slate will be at least a good game. I know some divisional, uh, you know, matchups in there as well. So I'm excited to break it down and talk to you guys about Turkey day football specifically. So special edition, excited to, to break it down with you guys. Yeah, at least two games are have spreads uh, of a touchdown or more, um, depending on where you have the line in that Niners and Seahawks game. Currently on bet three six five, the Niners are a six and a half point favorite. Other games, Cowboys are a eleven point favorite against uh, your Commanders here, uh, Chris. Um, and then also the Lions are uh, a seven and a half point favorite against the Green Bay Packers, but. 
something tells me one of these games will be a lot more competitive uh, than the couple other ones. But um, yeah, man, I mean, excited uh, to dive into it with you guys and um, a bigger menu, at least for us to pick from. So hopefully we uh, have different player props. Um, I try to pick one from each game, but um, yeah, a lot of excitement as we head into Turkey Day. Um, I know the commanders, unfortunately, Chris took an L last week. Uh, maybe nobody's uh, to surprise. Uh, Niners look like they're back on track in a much, you know, I think we talked about this as well last week um, on the NFL pod between myself and Lante on the pregame show, actually. And it, it, it seemed like, and I think Rod probably agrees with this as well, that um, I think that bye week just came out a perfect time for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they were on that losing streak. Uh, they uh, had some guys having, you know, dealing with injuries. So that bye week came in at a great time. They went into Jacksonville to take care of business there, to take care of business of the Buccaneers. And again, they're looking like one of the better teams in not only the NFC, but also the NFL. But uh, Ron, anything else you would add about the Niners? I mean, I'll talk about him here in a little bit because obviously I get to watch them play on Thursday night, which is fantastic. It's a great way to digest all that turkey is to sit and watch the uh, the Niners beat up on some turkeys. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll just save it all for when I talk about the Niners later. But that team, so much fun to watch this last weekend. Chris, have you uh, proclaimed Tommy DeVito as the Washington commander's daddy? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, whoever you're watching the commanders play against is typically their dads. Uh, especially when they land points, man. We're always weary. I know we talked about that the last time they were thinking about the Bears and they got Molly Wapped and yeah. then you know the, now it's the Giants. So you see the commanders land points and you, you know, you really want to make a fortune, you just take your mortgage and you put it on the spread. No, 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 don't do that. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> but but do not lay points with the Washington Commanders because they typically gonna lose the game outright no matter how many points they land. Just something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. So yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're playing to, to the expectations that I had them at, which is why I'm not, you know, ever too blue when, uh, you know, they come up a little short. And Ron Rivera's probably on his way out. And, yeah. you know, they, they shipped away the the defensive guys, um, Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat early in the season to which, you know, they could you, try to get way. something back. Thank yeah, 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 right. He, he actually looks really good in burgundy and gold, which is what we were wearing as well, talking about Chase Young over there in uh, San Francisco. And pretty sure he's a much happier man, you know, much better weather. Yeah, I, I'm not jealous at all. Just, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. Um, I don't know about you over there in San Francisco there, or sorry, as a Niners fan there, Rod, but uh, we've already started printing the Super Bowl banners here down in Houston. I don't know. Uh, we're ready to go to the Super Bowl after what's uh, transpired uh, down here in Houston. But uh, yeah, uh, Texas looking good uh, as well. But I think uh, at least over the last couple of weeks, I think they've been a little bit fortunate, but we'll save that conversation for another day. Uh, like we mentioned, full day of uh, NFL on Turkey Day. Gentlemen, let's just dive right into our player props here. Rod, lead us off. Player prop number one. All right. Well, we're going to go straight to that 49ers Seahawks game, and we're going to go straight to the man who uh, last on the picks list, but first in our hearts, Brock Purdy. I'm going to take his passing touchdowns over one and a half. I know this is juiced at minus 120. It is not a sexy number, but this is Brock Purdy. He's back. Like Brock Purdy is back 100%. The dude had a perfect passer rating. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if anybody said that to you, uh, but I, I do know that it was all over everybody's broadcast. Uh, that's that's not Everybody's just been talking about Brock Purdy's perfect day last week against Tampa Bay. 
right? 21 of 25. Dude only threw four incompletions all day long. He threw one more complete or incompletion rather than he did touchdown passes only. That that's that's how incredible of a day that was for Purdy. So three touchdown passes in his last couple of games. Um, obviously in that three game losing stretch, right? He only had one touchdown pass a game in that stretch. So it's tough for the Niners to win when Brock's not throwing touchdown passes. Uh, but he had four just before that losing streak uh, and a couple of games where he had two or more as well. So, I mean, Brock Purdy, remember last season, all he did was just throw two touchdowns that you could count on Brock Purdy to throw two touchdowns every single game. That was their MO. That was that was it. It was like Brock Purdy, the Niners are going to win. Brock Purdy is going to throw two touchdowns in the process. I think we're kind of back there. Although now it may be that Brock Purdy is throwing three touchdown passes per win. I'll take that any day of the week. Only problem is Seahawks kind of tough against uh, opposing quarterbacks, right? Matthew Stafford only threw for one against them. Uh, although Sam Howell threw for three. That was pretty fun. Uh, but Lamar only threw for one. PJ Walker only threw for one. Uh, Josh Dobbs threw for none uh, in that game. But yeah, it's just been tough for opposing quarterbacks. It has been done, though. Joe Burrow did throw two. Uh, you actually even had Andy Dalton throw two against them and Jared Goff throwing three. I think Brock can still throw two. There's too many weapons on that team. I know it's like I said, at minus 120, but give me Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns against the Sea the Chickens. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, uh, coming back from or off of the bye week here, what's three touchdowns each in, in both of those games for Brock Purdy? Uh, for the 49ers, he had three against the Buccaneers last week and three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And yeah, for me, it just kind of goes back to, like I mentioned, uh, the guys are healthy, right? And I know you when you have Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle has looked really good as well. Uh, Debo Samuel has did his part as well. Brandon Ayuk had a monster game last week against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I know the Seahawks... Um, Traditionally, we've seen their defense be pretty good, but uh, I think they've uh, taken a step back definitely over the past couple of years, uh, have the uh, Seahawks. So to expect uh, Brock Purdy to find his guys uh, for at least two touchdown passes uh, in this game here. So I'm not going to argue against this one here. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on Brock Purdy? Go ahead, Rod. I see you waving your wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I will add once uh, that the the Brock has faced the Seahawks both time or tw twice in his career. Three touchdowns in the playoff game, two touchdowns in the regular season game. So he's done it before. I think he can do it again. Great point. Yeah, I, the only thing I'll add is I think it's juice for a reason. Like you said, Rod, minus 120, you said the best odds, but he's done it back-to-back -back weeks since the bye. And uh, what Minoff mentioned, they're healthy now. And um, I know we we it was some – Discord going back and kind of going back and forth early in the season was, you know, did the San Francisco 49ers kind of hit their stride too early, right? Because remember, they started the season off flying. They were beating everybody by double digits. And then they had the, you know, they had a few setbacks. Now I think they just kind of hit the ground running all over again. So yeah, I would, I would, uh, I'm probably going to be telling you on this one because I think it's, I do think it's juice for a reason. And I, I like, uh, I like Purdy to throw two touchdowns in this game as well. All right, before we get over to Chris's first player prop, let me tell everyone about Bet365. We're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Props, sides, totals, live betting, Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up by 17 points. Sign up today. And choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5 and get 150 in bonus bets. 
Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or use the sign-up link in our show bio. If you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER and hang on uh, till the end of the episode when we give our best bets, uh, courtesy of Bet365. Uh, hopefully, we put some more money in your pockets. All right, Chris, take us over to player problem number one, my friend. What do you got? So this should, this should want to be to no to this one should be to no one's surprise, but we got the Detroit Lions playing football at home, so we got to target the opposing quarterback. Looking at Jordan Love, pass attempts 33 and a half, minus 105 on DraftKings, so not laying too much juice at all. And we talked about this one. I gave this prop out last week, uh, and it didn't it didn't actually did not hit, and that was because it was for Justin Fields to go over his 28 and a half. And I want to say he only passed like maybe 23 times, but it was more so because he was able to utilize his feet so much kind of keep them in that game and that game didn't just really go to it didn't go to according to game script i think justin Fields played a little bit better they almost won the game and covered the spread this week <coughs> jordan love not so much i don't think we go back to the look look at those same numbers detroit forcing opposing quarterbacks to pass the ball 64 times which is the second most in the nfl and that's nearly 36 pass attempts per game so you're getting the discount at this 33 and a half number in my estimation now the updated number last week, I said only two quarterbacks have passed for less than 30 attempts last season. Only three quarterbacks have passed for less than 30 attempts of the 10. So seven out of 10 times quarterbacks have thrown for at least 30, 34 pass attempts against this Detroit Lions defense. When they're at home, it's probably just a tad bit more as well. You go back and just look at what Jordan Love has been doing as well, because that's just one handicap. The side for Jordan Love, 40 pass attempts last week against the Chargers. 40 pass attempts against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He only had 26 three weeks ago against the Los against the Los Angeles Rams, but he had 41 the week before that against the Minnesota Vikings. So it does seem like they're you know trying to u- utilize him just a tad bit more in their passing game as he becomes a little bit more accurate. These teams do they did play early this year in Green Bay as well, and uh, Jordan Love had he went 23 for for 36 in that game also. So this is a number I do expect the juice to be you know. Uh, just to kind of come down on, I do expect it to be maybe minus 115, minus 120, a little bit closer to game time. So I locked in uh, Jordan Love over 33 and a half pass attempts uh, against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, just going off a game script here as well, right, Chris? I mean, with the spread right now, right outside of a touchdown in this game um, for the Detroit Lions, I mean, we know what the Lions offense can do and has been doing all season long. And again, if they do get from behind, that's only going to enable the Packers to throw the football. That's point number one. Point number two, we've talked about this all season long. Lions rush defense, one of the best in the entire league. They're top four uh, in a opponent yards per uh, opponent uh, rushing yards allowed per game. And I think that it's going to have to be on the shoulders of Jordan Love uh, to really throw the football here uh, in, in this game to keep the Packers at least competitive in, the, in this game uh, if they even want a shot of uh, winning outright. So I think the pressure this week is on Jordan Love uh, to f- uh, perform uh, not only with this uh, with his legs, but also I think uh, obviously with his arm here as well. Rod, any thoughts on Jordan Love? Uh, I'm seeing that Aaron Jones could possibly not be a part of this as well, right? So that kind of takes uh, it away. Um, I, I did see that, right? I, I'm not crazy that Aaron Jones may not be part of this. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. I, I thought I saw maybe that he was not feeling well or he might be put on the shelf for Thanksgiving, but uh, again, even if he isn't, he hasn't been effective lately either. So it's not as if uh, they've had a, a solid running game to fall back on. So I, I got to think that, yeah, Jordan Love's going to have to throw this ball around, especially Chris, like you said, against the Lions, who pr- pretty much everybody's been throwing the ball around against. So uh, I do like that as well. 
Yeah, I did see something about Aaron Jones getting hurt. Uh, did you I see him listed as questionable 24 hours ago. He was a non-participant um, in Monday's practice. So, yep. yeah, I didn't even see that, Rob, but that that's even more Jordan Love. Give me a little sprinkle on the 34 and a half and 35 and a half at plus money. <laughs> Yeah, because he was yeah uh, carted to the locker room on Sunday, and uh, Matt Lafleur came out and said on Sunday that his knee injury is not believed to be long term. But I mean, on a short week, I don't think he's going to be out there. So that's that's a great call out there, uh, Rod. Um, all right, for my first player prop, I'll stick here with uh, the quarterback position, and uh, you guys touched on the other two games. I'll go to the third game here. Um, I'm looking at Sam Howell. Uh, in this spot, I like his over on his rushing yards in this game, 15 and a half uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. When you take a look at what opposing uh, uh, quarterbacks have been able to do with their legs um, against the Cowboys, and we'll start uh, in week one, uh, not the Dolphins, I want the Cowboys. All right, so da- uh, against Dallas. Giants starting quarterback at the time, Daniel Jones, 13 attempts for 43 yards. We even had Zach Wilson run for 36 yards. Uh, Josh Dobbs, we've talked a lot about his rushing yards. He had 55 uh, in that game. Justin Herbert, six uh, attempts for 20 yards. Jalen Hurts, 10 for 36. And they also had Mr. Tommy DeVito uh, two weeks ago, seven attempts for 41 yards. I know Bryce Young didn't get it done last week, but more times than not, quarterbacks have gone over this projection uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. And again, you take a look at Sam Howell and what he's done at least uh, using his uh, utilizing his legs this season um, for the Washington commanders offense. And I'm trying to pull up those numbers here. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. So last week um, he had 35 rushing uh, yards against the New York giants on three attempts. Seahawks two for 17, five for 27 against the Patriots three for 11 against the uh, Eagles, uh, he had six for 40 against the Eagles again earlier this season, four for 19 against the Bears. So a lot of times if he, I think again, th- if he has at least three to four attempts in this game, I think he's definitely going to get over this number of 15 and a half. I think it's really conservative here. And again, last season he did face this, uh, Dallas Cowboys team. And in that game, he had five attempts for 35 yards uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, Sam Howell, I like the rushing yards to go over 15 and a half here uh, in this game here. Chris, this is your quarterback, man. What are you thinking? I think so. I mean, we, we he's going to be running for his life. We don't have a really good offensive line. <laughs> game script says that we're going to be playing from behind. I mean, this is a, a quick, you know, just a couple quick points to add on to your cap. You know, I mean... Yeah, like why 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 would you take his under? I'd be afraid to take his under just given the game script and the numbers that you provided as well. So yeah, give me Sam Howell. That's the only thing I'd take an over on all all game for anything for the commanders, unless you're looking at turnovers. Um, and that's my team. So so I feel about the commanders this week, man. I wanted to get there with his pass attempts, and I took this last week. The number was 34 and a half. That number this week, they adjust, the books adjusted it to 39 and a half. And I think they they made the right adjustment because if you take a look at at least over the last five weeks of what his past attempts have been 45, 44, 45, 52, and 42. So he's had 40 plus in all five of, uh, at least over the last five games. And again, 
It's according to GameStream because, again, they've probably been trailing in a lot of these games, which only enables uh, to throw the football uh, for the commanders. But at least this week, I'm looking at him to. And again, I won't be surprised if he does get over this projection of third down up in the pass attempts. But I, I, I like this this buy low spot as far as utilizing his legs. And um, like you, Chris, you mentioned, he's probably going to be running uh, for his life behind this offensive line here, Rod. Just like Chris said, I don't think he's going to be able to stand still for more than three seconds. So you got to put him on the move. He's going to end up breaking the pocket at least once or twice. And, you know, Munaf, we always talk about it with these uh, with these long rushes and stuff like that. It's just sometimes it only takes one or two, right, to, to break it out. Yeah. Sometimes uh, it takes a, a 10, 10 yard run and he slides and then another five yard run and he slides or six yard run and then you're 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 golden. So, um, yep. Give me the over on this one, because like I said, I don't think he's going to be standing still very long back there. All right, before we get over to round two of our player props, let me tell everyone about prize picks. Um, look, the NFL season has started. The end of, end of, uh, NBA season, NFL season is going along. And prize picks has a very, very special uh, option, I would say, on their uh, wonderful website and their app. So if you go to the special leagues tab, this is a league that's been specifically created by prize pick for combo projections. That means you can include two or more players from different sports. So, for example, you want to get down on LeBron James and uh, let's throw in Amarant St. Brown at a combination of 10 and a half uh, combo of three-pointers made and receptions for those two guys. You can do that. And you can also play alongside some of prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now also find community plays under the promos tab on the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every single week. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. And again, we've seen a lot of injuries over the past couple of weeks. Case in point, last uh, Thursday night football. If you had Joe Burrow and one of your entries with prize picks, if you had Mark Andrews, those guys got injured in the first half, didn't return in the second half. Well, if you played those two guys, you got rebooted, meaning those uh, players got rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So make sure you check out prize picks. Go to pricepicks.com. Uh, slash SGPN and make sure you use that promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash SGPN. But make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Hang tight. At the end of the episode, myself, Rod, and Chris, we're going to put together a price pick entry for the uh, Thanksgiving Day games. And hopefully we can put some more money in your pockets. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy and we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter with this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nfl nba mlb and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea to hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay so all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, gentlemen, let's get into round two of our player props here. Rod, lead us off. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions. We are going to go with Jameer Gibbs. And uh, Bet365 has a uh, milestone of him for 50 or more rushing yards. His over-under is set at 45 and a half. 
So and that's juiced, right? So why not take this extra four and a half yards and just say he's gonna get fifty yards? Because if he gets forty-five, I mean if he gets forty-six, you'll be pissed because you should have taken the over on his forty-five and a half. But I think he's gonna get at least fifty yards in this one. So plus one fifteen if you take that milestone over on bet three sixty-five. I will say the first time earlier this season that Gibbs faced uh this team, the Packers, he got forty yards on eight carries. I'd say that Jameer Gibbs have gotten a little bit better over the course of the season than his first game against the Packers overall. Since he played, since he's played the Packers though, uh, back there in in uh, September, he had 68 yards against Baltimore, 152 against the Raiders, 77 against the Chargers, and then 36 last week against the Bears. Kind of a down week for him. He scored in all those games too, so he's definitely getting the work. Uh, you talk about getting work, right? Eight carries, of course. That David Montgomery kind of steals the show most of the time, but Jameer Gibbs still very talented back. So eight carries there. 14 carries against the Chargers, 26 against the uh, Raiders, 11 against Baltimore. He's been able to get it done. He's he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. So all he really needs to get there is at least 10 carries in this game, which, again, like I said, not at, out of the realm of possibility. Last week, the Packers held Austin Eckler to 64 yards on 10 carries, and then Joshua Kelly was the next back after that, 6 for 13. Uh, but the week before that, both Steelers running backs, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, were able to kill them on the ground. Uh, Warren had 101 yards. Najee had 82 yards against them. Um, look at back what the Broncos did, right? Uh, Javante Williams, 82 yards. Jalil McLaughlin, right? 45 yards, not 50, but... That's Jalil McLaughlin still getting 45 yards on a team as well. Uh, so listen, these guys can be exploited on the ground. Um, they're giving up 103 yards on average to the running back position altogether. Montgomery's probably going to get his yes, but I think Jameer Gibbs has a clear road to 50 yards at least in this game. All he's got to do is break a couple of big ones and you're there. So give me plus 115 for Jameer Gibbs, at least 50 running yards, uh, rushing yards there on bet 365. Yeah, I'll jump in here as well here, Rod, because I also have a Jameer Gibbs prop, and I'm taking the over on his uh, receiving yards of 27 and a half, and I think this might just be a big game for Jameer Gibbs here uh, on Turkey Day against the Green Bay Packers, and Packers traditionally have been a pretty good run defense, uh, but not so much this year, right? And I know they've had some success over the last uh, couple of weeks against a running back position, but um, here, let me change this to running back. Let me give you the proper number. So last week... Um, Chargers, Alston Eckler, 10 for 64, 6.4 yards on the ground. Phenomenal. Jalen Warren had a big game as well. So over the last two weeks, uh, they've been uh, very good. Um, or sorry, uh, running backs have been doing well against this Packers defense. And also what kind of stuck out to me is, number one, they've also been giving up the yards through the air to the running back position um, all season long, right? We saw week one, Roshan Johnson, 6 for 35. Khalil Herbert, 3 for 37. Um Broncos, Javante Williams, three for 14. Uh, Samanche P. Ryan in that game, three for 31. Uh, Jalen Warren, I know I've been a guy that uh, I've been a proponent of him. Him and uh, Najee Harris combined only had 23 um, receiving yards. But I think when we've talked about Jameer Gibbs on uh, on the propcast all season long is that the, I think the idea for um, the Lions was to utilize him through the passing game. And that's kind of transpired for him uh, over the past four weeks here because if you just take a look at what he's done for this Lions offense at least through the air last four weeks 59 receiving yards 35 receiving yards 37 receiving yards and 58 receiving yards that's just over the last four games it's a case in point of what 
Rod just mentioned about his uh, rushing yards. Those numbers have been there for him as well. So I think this might be a big Jameer Gibbs game if you're a DFS player and you're looking for a guy to slot in for that Thanksgiving Day games, I think this is a guy definitely won in your lineup there because, number one, he could get it through the air, done through on the ground, and also he can get it done through the air as well. Um, and again, he's had at least a touchdown or in four straight weeks for the Detroit Lions. So um, I'm going to look at his uh, rushing, sorry, his receiving yards here. So if you want to just combine mine and Rod's prop together, take rushing and receiving yards together, and hopefully that cashes. So I really do like uh, the Jameer Gibbs look here, uh, both on the ground and through the air here, Chris. Yeah, to me, it's just the Packers defense. Like they've really not been, uh, like you said, as formidable as they typically are, you know, and that's really hurt them a lot. And Jameer Gibbs is kind of coming into his own. I know I was high on them. I remember doing the the first game of the season with you guys uh, when they were in uh, um, Kansas City. When they were playing Kansas City. Yeah, they were playing Kansas City, and I was on his old receptions. They just didn't utilize him as much, um, you know, just kind of re- – but they, they've kind of, you know, given him the keys to this offense and allowed him to, you know, kind of just flourish. And we knew the talent was there. He just needed the opportunity. And now that he's getting that, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect matchup. I, he was actually on my short list when you, was asking, when you were going to ask for honorable mentions, you know, if I was going to combine the, the props that you guys like. So I do like Jameer Gibbs a lot, uh, you know, rushing plus receiving yards. I think it's a big game for him. And if you take the combination – then, you know, one of those go over, the other one could actually go under, you know, because it's going to be yeah. a big game for my I expect them to have a ball in his hands a lot in this one. So love it. Love both of you guys' props here. Five straight weeks, he's had at least five targets uh, through the air and uh, total yards rushing and receiving combined over the last four weeks, 126, 189, 112, and 95 uh, against uh, the opposition. Uh, did have a game against the Packers earlier this season, which I believe was on Thursday Night Football in that game. It turned into a blowout, so they really didn't need him. But again, in that game, eight uh, eight rushes for 40 yards. Uh, and then they also had uh, five targets in that game, but that only translated to 11 yards off of four receptions. So expect him to have uh, more yardage in this game here against the Packers. Chris, player prop number two, my friend. What do we got? So we're going to pick on that um, the pretty horrible uh, Washington Commanders defense that is of my own. CeeDee Lamb, over 27 and a half yards for his longest reception you know taking the page out of your book here minus 110 on DraftKings, so you're not laying too much juice just a caution for people that are listening he was limited in practice yesterday uh so ankle injury i do think he'll play if if he doesn't play i think the pivot is to to look towards um you know just probably going uh and looking at dak prescott to go over his longest reception or you can look at brandon cooks you could just take these same numbers and just apply to brandon cooks but um, six of the 10 games so far this season, he's actually has a, had a reception that's, that's been longer than 27 yards. Last week, um, you look at the commander's defense, and they're just giving it up. It was Darius Slayton last week, 40-yard catch from DeVito. Uh, man, let's just take a moment of silence. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Back to regular schedule programming. Two weeks ago, it was DK Metcalf. He had a 28, 27-yard reception. And in that same game, it was Kenneth Walker, who had a 64-yard reception. Four weeks ago, you skip back over week eight because you don't want to talk about the Patriots who don't have a competent quarterback. So we skipped that week. But Devontae Smith, also 38-yard reception. Going back to the week against the Giants, the first time when, you know, it was Tyrod Taylor who was quarterback. It was uh, Jalen Hyatt and Saquon Barkley who both had a reception that was over 32 yards. Long story short, when you think about game script, the commanders don't have a pass rush. They traded that away. They don't want a pass rush anymore. It looks like they want to get a pick and draft. So I don't expect this game. I don't expect them to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. 
um, to affect a, a pass going downfield? Because you know when you when you think about a a, a player having a, a a wide receiver having to catch a pass that's that long, you really have to think about the offensive line kind of holding up. And every offensive line that the Commanders have faced against so far have actually held up because the Commanders don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And with that defensive line getting even worse now, um, you know, shipping away those really good pieces because, you know, they, they weren't going to get anything in return for them. They, they weren't trying to re-sign them um, or not able to bring them back. To me, that all that leads to C.D. Lamb having a 40-yard reception. So take the over 27 and a half. And like I said, if he doesn't play for whatever reason, um, pivot towards Dak Prescott. The longest reception is 38 yards. He'll he'll have a 40-yard reception in this game as well. So two props in one. Uh, take one if the other one isn't available. I mean, this was something I was on early on the season, and uh, it's just unfortunate I didn't keep track of it, that the longest, either longest completion for the opposing quarterbacks against this commander secondary, that was cashing at a very high rate of 40-plus yards. Um, but again, I, I got bit by the bullet last week, uh, backing CeeDee Lamb on his uh, yards. Um uh, to go over because of what he had done prior to in the past, what over the four weeks prior, uh, the targets were still there for him. He saw nine targets, but they just didn't translate to yards. But I think it's an opportunity him being back at home um, this season or sorry, in this game um, where, you know, obviously the, your offense is a lot more comfortable, but again, it's just a matchup thing, right? Like Chris mentioned going up against commander secondary that has, has not been very good. So, I mean, would I be surprised if CD lamb had another, five receptions for 150 plus yards in this game against commanders uh, secondary. No, I wouldn't because it's, I guess finally the uh, Cowboys figured out maybe we should throw the football to our best wide receiver. And that may translate to wins. I don't know. Uh, they finally figured that out, but Rod, any thoughts on CD lamb here? Well, it's CD lamb on Thanksgiving. Uh, doesn't, doesn't he just, uh, he's got, what is he? 74 catches for 1,013 yards uh, of this season. Uh, and, and I'm telling you right now, on Thanksgiving, that's when the lights are brightest on him. So he loves him his some Thanksgiving games. They love Thanksgiving. So I think he's uh yeah, I think he's in for a big one and a big catch for sure. All right. Uh that is round two of our player props. Let's get into round three here. Rod, lead us off. All right. Well, then I'm going to also pick on your Washington commanders there. Uh oh, sorry just, about just that. Chris. Put the knife deeper into Chris's heart. Well, I'm going to go. So you look at, at some things that uh, Sam Howell does quite a bit. He gets sacked and he throws interceptions at a very alarming rate. He is the most sacked quarterback and it's not even close. 51 times he's been sacked. The next next sack quarterback has been 38. So the numbers aren't good for that because he's going to get uh, you look at Micah Parsons number. It's like juice to high hell to get a intercept or a sack in this one. Uh, and then nobody else really appeals to me. So. We're going to go with the other side of that. We're going to go with interceptions. We're going to go with Deron Bland over a half an interception. Uh, this one's at plus 1,125. So uh, over on bet 365 for Deron Bland to get an interception, something that he has done uh, enough times this, this season to make it to where everybody knows that he's going to get um, interceptions, right? So he's got five interceptions on the season. Pick sixes galore, right? He's the one with all the pick sixes. Uh, in this as well. So, uh, but he does have the interception against Washington uh, this in 2022 last season. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong year as far as uh, uh, his, his five interceptions. That's last year. Click on the right tab, Rod. Uh, yes. So he's got six interceptions this year, two uh, in the last two games, three in the last four games. That's where I was going with that. I was looking at the Washington. He does have a, a pick against Washington 
in uh, in 2022 when he played them last. So he does have an interception there uh, in that game. He did pick off what was it uh, Carson Wentz in that game. Yay for Carson Wentz. But again, Bland has been the guy catching the interceptions, and that number jumped out to me huge, right? 1125 uh, plus 1125 for, for Bland to get an interception in this game. I mean, I know interceptions are, are always a crap shoot, and I know it's always fun, but when you've got a guy like Sam Howell who has thrown uh, 12 interceptions and three last week, He's prone to it. Four against the Eagles, right? Three against the Falcons, two against the Bears, two against the Broncos. Dude, when he throws them, he throws them in bunches. So I, I, I'm thinking that the Cowboys secondary is licking their chops right now. They're ready to eat because it is Thanksgiving. So give me Bland to catch one. I wish there was a pick six prop in there. I would probably take that just for the hell of it. But uh, at least 1125 plus 1125 for him to get uh, an interception in this game, essentially at plus, uh, yeah, over there on three sixty-five. I mean, for a guy that has done it six times uh, this season, and I think four of those have gone uh, for a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm there with you. I think that he has seized this opportunity ever since uh, Trevon Diggs went down, right, uh, for the uh, Cowboys secondary. And again, guys have to step up. And also goes back to what we talked about earlier with Sam Howell. So the amount of times he's thrown the football at least over the last five weeks, where it's been 40 plus times. And if this is going to be a game that they're playing from behind, there's more opportunities obviously for them or for him to throw that pick. And hopefully it's, it's going into the hands of Jerome Bland. And again, I had to go back and look at this because he's been the topic of conversation, uh, having that pick six last week uh, against the Panthers that this number I thought was probably going to be in the 500 range. But, you know, Rod, uh, Rod, Rod had it right. I don't know why I double. Uh, I had to double check it for myself because I thought that number was completely wrong for a guy that has six interceptions on the season. So, yeah, I think from Gramescape Rives that you're expecting the commanders to be uh, trailing this game since this is a double digit um, spread. Um, and also, like I mentioned, the number of times that Sam Howell has been throwing the football 40 plus times, at least at minimum over the last five weeks. Uh, so throw, throw, throw. Obviously, more opportunities for interceptions for um, hopefully Deron Bland in this game here. Chris, any thoughts? Yeah, I go back to the way Rod kind of opened it. This this uh, this player prop up is just that we can't protect them like we it's so much pass rush that. You know, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. They're, they're going to be more likely to throw interceptions if you're not able to protect them. And the, the, the commanders and Ron Rivera in this offense is very much like your great-great-grandmother. She's very traditional in the sense that, you know, things are going <laughs> to always kind of flow in, you know, a, a, a way that you, you kind of expect them to go. There won't be anything that's outlandish or, you know, challenging, nothing that will make you scratch your head. So the commanders typically run the ball on first down. Depending on how many yards they get, they're probably going to run the ball again on second down, and then they'll start passing the ball. And it's so predictable. It's so predictable. Um, I think I think he's in line to have, uh, you know, an uh, 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 interception in this game, right? But also, you know, if you want to go, you know, sprinkle on that and sprinkle on another defensive back to get an interception, I think that's also in play because um, game script tells us that, you know, commanders will be playing from behind. Uh, Dallas offenses look really, really good. So I don't expect them to have any struggles against this commander's defense at all, which only makes the, the commander's plan from behind even more likely. So like it, right? Uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number three, man. What do we got? So let's go back to the 49ers game. And I know that we've been talking, on, uh, you know, singing the praises of Brock Purdy, but 
Um, I like CMC in this game as well. Uh, I, I like his rushing plus receiving yards at uh, over 112 and a half. Not a lot of juice there at minus 110 on DraftKings. You're not, you're not going to really find a lot of running backs who have played extremely well from the rushing and receiving aspect against this Seattle defense. But if you go back and look at it, they they also haven't played a lot of running backs that can do both, that, that are really great rushers and really great guys at the backfield. So going back and looking at the log, uh, two weeks ago, it was Brian Robinson, Jr. So we will, you know, give a little praise to a commander on the show. Um, he, he had eight, eight, eight uh, rushing attempts in that game for 38 rushing yards, and then he also had six receptions for 119 yards. So he, he did combine for 157 um, yards <clears throat> between rushing and receiving. Um, you look at we, – we were talking a little bit about earlier about CMC not having to do as much because Brock Purdy has all his weapon back. All, all of his weapons back. But I think just I, 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 I almost decided to take the rushing yards at like 75, 76 and a half. And I said, you know what? CMC has enough all, uh, offensive impact to, to, to this offense that I still like both. So that's why, you know, I kind of combined the two. I also went back and looked at CMC versus the 49ers. And, I'm sorry, CMC versus the Seattle uh, Seahawks, you know, in his career. Three games, he's gone over this number each time. So he, for whatever reason, he likes to, to play against the Seattle defense. And I think, you know, even with them being on the road, I, I still like this number for CMC. It could be a, uh, you know, 130, 140-plus yard um, performance from CMC, both rushing and receiving this week. I mean, you're not getting any argument from me about CMC. Um, the guy's just been a machine ever since he's came over to the San Francisco 49ers, but not only in the 49ers uniform. I mean, we saw him do it against, uh, uh, sorry, with the Panthers as well. Um, and like we mentioned, right, the key thing for this entire 49ers team, like we talked about at the top of the episode, was that they got the bye week at the right time, get their guys healthy. And then CMC, I know, was dealing with some knickknack injuries there. But again, over the last three weeks, 118 total yards, 142 and 103. So this offense is, you know, designed around uh, CMC. Um, you know, and again, like you mentioned, Chris, that he's done very well uh, against the Seahawks in his career as well. I believe he did, yeah, have one matchup last season uh, against this Seahawks uh, uh, defense, 108 yards on the ground, 30 receiving yards as well. So, um, and again, he did it with the Panthers as well. So the guys is absolutely incredible. It definitely should be in that conversation, not only for offensive player of the year, but in my opinion, MVP. Rod, anything else to add about CMC? I'll talk about him in a second. I, I, of course, I do love me some some CMC, and I, I can't argue with you because I watch the guy play. I have eyeballs. I, I, I see what this guy's capable of week in and week out. All right, for my last player prop here, uh, I'll also say in the same game here. Uh, I'm looking at George Kittle, longest reception over 21 and a half uh, yards here, and again, um, this was something that I uh, looked at last season as well, but George Kittle started racking up the yardage uh, when Brock Purdy took over as the quarterback, but um, it seems like they've gotten him a little bit more involved in the offense here as well. Um, have the San Francisco 49ers so over the last four weeks, 78, 149, 116, and 89 receiving yards. But in all three of the, oh, sorry, all four of those games, he's gone over this number of 21 and a half as his longest reception. Um, um, in those games, 24, 66, 34, and 28. And we're talking about a Seahawks uh, defense here uh, that against the tight end position, I believe, uh, have been okay. I'm trying to put up the exact numbers here. Um, you know, last week, they limited Tyler uh, Higby to only one reception for 17 yards. But 
you know, Logan Thomas, five for 40. Uh, Mark Andrews had nine receptions for 80 yards. Uh, David Njoku, four for 77. Um, uh, Trey McBride and Zacharis at the time combined for 48 of those yards as well. But I think George Kittle is just a different animal, especially in this offense. And I think that um, going up against this team, uh, in the Seahawks, who I believe in the secondary are, are a little bit weak. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for him to take advantage of it. And just going back over the last couple of games, last two games at least for George Kittle against the Seahawks team, nine receptions for 181 yards in the last season in December, four receptions for 93 yards. So I think he definitely does get over this number of 21 and a half year. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Rod? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's again, it's George Kittle. And, and for me, this, this whole Niners offense is... I think they're back. And, and and more than that, it's it's a primetime game against the Seahawks, which we know is a gigantic NFC West rival. So yeah. they're going to get up for this game. And, and I think we're in for some fireworks. I think Brock Purdy's feeling good after that game of his. I think um, everything's clicking. And and look, Shanahan knows the, the impact of this because this obviously is for the top spot in the NFC West right now. This isn't just another divisional game. This is actually for the top spot in the West. They're, they're trying to hold on to it. Thank you, Rams, by the way, for helping us uh, at all. But yeah, I think any and all offensive props for the Niners are in play this week. Uh, all right. So that is three player props each. Any honorable mentions? I know, Chris, you were also on the Jameer Gibbs train. But anything else as far as honorable mentions for the Turkey Day? Rod? Uh, I'm good for that. Yeah, I, I think I've exhausted what I was going to bring up today. All right, Chris, anything else for player props at least? Nah, I think, I think like I said, you, you guys throw my thunder, which is good because, I, you know, I like it even more now. But, uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, I like him a lot in the spot this week. All right, uh, let's get into our touchdown score uh, prop bets here for the Turkey Day games. Rod, lead us off. Uh, all right, give me uh, – so I talked about that. I was going to go back to Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to go back to Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, his anytime score is is going to be in play here, which is why the books decided they wanted to juice it the way they did. So I'm going to take his first touchdown prop. This is at plus 225 over on bet 365. A better number for a guy you know is going to get into the end zone. The dude has only not gotten in the end zone once this entire season. So, I mean, you know he's going to get there. Uh, he has scored the first touchdown of the game, though. Uh, last week, he did it against uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He didn't do it against the, the Jaguars uh, or the Bengals. He didn't score the first touchdown in that game, but he did score the first touchdown for the 49ers in that game overall. He scored the first touchdown of the game four times in 10 games. Not a bad, uh, not a bad record at all. And in fact, as far as the Niners are concerned, they've scored the first touchdown of the game in all but two of their games so far this season. They didn't do it against the Bengals. Excuse me. They didn't do it against the Vikings, but they were able to do it against the Browns. Guess who got there? Christian McCaffrey. He was the first one to do it there. Uh, Kittle was the first to score against the, uh, uh, the Cowboys, but it was McCaffrey who scored first against the uh, Bengals. And then Ronnie Bell scored against the Giants first, which was a crazy one. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey right after that as well. Uh, McCaffrey did it against the Rams. And and so I'm telling you right now, Christian McCaffrey is the guy that they love to give the ball to anywhere within the, the inside the 20 yards or just anywhere at all. So it doesn't matter for Christian McCaffrey. He can break it from anywhere. And like I said, when the Niners score first, not more often than not, but a very, very good number of the times has been Christian McCaffrey that has been able to do it. So give me a McCaffrey first TD uh, that or plus 225. 
Um, yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm not going to argue against McCaffrey. This might be a game where he's going to get into the end zone, maybe even twice. And that number even is at plus 225 for what I'm seeing. So, uh, for any time, um, I like Kittle. I like Ayuk. They're both at plus 155. Uh, Kittle, two straight. Uh, both of these guys actually have scored in two straight weeks um, coming off of the bye uh, for the 49ers. And then um, I'll make this quick as well for the Detroit Lions. Um, Jameer Gibbs is at minus 125. I'll throw him for a first touchdown at plus 550. Um, and then, you know what? I, we talked a lot about if there's a pick six in the realm of possibility for the Dallas Cowboys here for their defense to score a touchdown, uh, that's at plus three eighty. So uh, don't hate, uh, don't hate that either. So hopefully it is Deron Bland that gets another pick six here this week against the commanders, or at least they get a defensive touchdown. We'll love to see the commanders beat the Cowboys because who doesn't want to see that on Turkey day. But um, yeah, those are the ones that I do like Chris, what do you got? Yeah, like you guys throw something my thunder. I like CMC. Um, like <clears throat> like Rob mentioned, not gonna lay that juice with him because he's a touchdown scoring machine. They're probably gonna change the logo of a touchdown to him eventually. Um, but going back to Detroit and uh and Green Bay, I like Jameer Gibbs as well. I actually saw him at plus one oh seven, um, you know, for ESPN bet that's now available. So plus one oh seven for Jameer Gibbs. If I can get him at plus money, I like him, of course, to get in the end zone. I think we all kind of high on him. Uh, I'm Ross Brown. I gave him my last week, you know. If I think he continues yeah. to uh, you know, see the targets um, from golf and you can get him at plus 120. So I like that you can get him at plus 120. That's also on uh, ESPN bet. Uh, he scored last week. I think I just think that game script says that he's probably going to be able to get in the end zone as, along with Jameer Gibbs in this one. And then going to the commanders in the the um, the Cowboys game. I like uh, Jake Ferguson. Ver- Ferguson didn't score last week, but he's he has an increased target share. Um 10 targets three weeks ago, seven, five. And I feel like he probably gets back on track. He he didn't score last week, but three weeks in a row before last week, he actually uh, saw a touchdown. So I like Ferguson to be able to get into the end zone against my uh, commanders as well. So those are the, the couple that I did like this week. All right. Uh, let's get into our best bets here, and then we'll put together our prize break entry as well. Uh, Rob, you saw best bet. I'm going to go, oh, where do I want to go with this one? Um, I think I'm going to go with my initial one of Purdy. I'm going to take his passing touchdowns. I, I like this. Like I said, I know at minus 120, it's not sexy, but if it cashes, it doesn't matter, right? You only pay the juice if you lose. Thank you, Cody Zeeb. Um, so yeah, give me Brock Purdy over uh, one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 120. Love it. Uh, all right, uh, Chris, best bet. Best bet. We're going to stick with the quarterback position as well, right? Give me Jordan Love. Always 33 and a half pass attempts. Uh, Detroit will, as, as long as he doesn't get hurt, as long as he doesn't get benched, uh, this prop, I think, has a really good chance of cashing. He already cashed it over in the first game, and that was actually at home. Now he's going on the road, hostile environment. We know Detroit loves, I mean, Eminem and Big Sean, all of the guys probably going to be there. Uh, you know, it's going to be turned up for this game as they always are uh, for Thanksgiving games. So give me Jordan Love over his 33 and a half pass attempts. Really wouldn't surprise me enough if I see him throw the ball 40 times in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, five straight weeks, he's, he's uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jordan Love has done it more times than I, like you mentioned, right, uh, for the pass attempts. And just going by game script, um, Jordan Love should be throwing the football here. I'll keep it in the quarterback realm as well. Sam Howell. Uh, over 15 and a half rushing yards, like I mentioned. Again, uh, that offensive line we talked about at volumes on this episode, not able to really protect um, Sam Howell. Yeah, he's done it uh, last season against his team uh, in the Cowboys, 5 for 35. And again, more times than not, the quarterbacks that have faced this Dallas Cowboys defense 
have ran uh well over this number of 15 and a half right now for uh Sam Howell's projection right now. So over 15 and a half for um Sam Howell rushing yards in this game as my best bet. Um, all right, so prize picks all put together our uh best bets here. So Sam Howell more than 15 and a half rush yards. Jordan Love, 33 and a half pass attempts will go more than that. And let me see if Brock Purdy has been posted. Um, I like how they have Trevor Lawrence, but they have no quarterbacks for uh no other quarterbacks, which makes no sense. Rod, you want to give me another one, a CMC prop or any other one that you uh liked? Is Gibbs on there for his rushing yards? We'll take whatever uh, Gibbs' rushing yards is at. 45 and a half. There you go. We could take that over. All right, there we go. So yeah. Uh, Sam Howell, more than 15 and a half rushing yards. Jordan Love, more than 33 and a half pass attempts. And Jameer Gibbs, more than 45 and a half uh, rushing yards uh, against the Packers. That $100 entry will get you a power play of $500. Uh, that's a power play. All three will hit, and we'll have uh, hopefully a more money in your pockets for this turkey day as the games will wrap up. Um, that's going to do it for this edition of the NFL PropCast. For the Turkey Day games. Rod, anything else we want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. Follow me on X at RJ Via Gomez. There's a link in the bio if you want to find out what I'm up to. Uh, still got some F1 going on. Last race of the season for us in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and then we're talking NASCAR, too, later this week. Just talking some uh, some odds and ends and, and getting everything set for the 2024 season. There we go. Um, Chris, anything else? Nah, man. As always, enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving in general. It's time to be around family, eat some good food, you know, not feel bad about it. Uh, do some shopping on Black Friday and watch some football, man. So enjoy all bet responsibly as always. Uh, and uh, let's get some cash, man. We always try to cash some tickets. Check me out on Twitter at Crispy Captain Two P's Two Ends. A lot of work going on. Always. No days off, as Munoff and Rod both know. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got, man. Best of luck to everybody. Yeah, 100%. Uh, hopefully, we find some more winners, like I mentioned, uh, on this prop cast for the tur- Turkey Day games. Recorded a little early, so there's uh, more shelf life for you guys to get to the pod before the Turkey Day uh, games happening in the NFL. Myself and Chris will be back tomorrow on Wednesday for the NBA prop cast. Look out for us then. And then um, we'll get the schedule figured out for the uh, Sunday games uh, as well for the NFL prop cast. So look out for us then as well. Enjoy the games on Turkey Day, like Chris mentioned, like Rod mentioned. Enjoy Thanksgiving around friends and family. Enjoy the games as well, bear responsibly, and hopefully there is more money in your pockets at the end of the day um, with uh, with these prop bets that we did uh, put out for you guys. All right, enjoy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you guys later this week. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>